Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Welcome back to all of you. We are at our cast. I'm at a place where my internet is not super stable. Eileen is here. We're going to talk about your credit. We're going to talk about business funding and whatever you've done to yourself, you've got to fix it and right away. So I'm going to pass the baton. Eileen, are you there? I don't see your cute little face. I am here. Let me first introduce myself to everyone. A lot of people in the community know that I'm known as the credit gal. So I am that person that helps you with the credit repair that you may need. I'm that person that will also get your credit report, your personal credit report optimized so that you are able to now build credit in the name of your business. So first and foremost, Laurel, I just want to start with the personal credit because in order for you to build the business credit, you always have to start with your own personal world. And the very first thing that you want to do is get a copy of your personal credit report because 78% of credit reports are wrong. And unfortunately, we as consumers don't know that. And it wasn't until 2004 and 2005 that we were able to actually get a copy of our own credit reports. Prior to that, unless you went for a mortgage, even the mortgage company wasn't allowed to give it to you. So it's only been 15 years that we've had access to this information. And it's a big, integral part of our lives because your credit follows you everywhere. People think that they can just use cash. They're really proud of themselves for doing that. But what happens is when it comes time for you to get that car or get that house, you don't have the credit history in place for them to able to gauge what kind of an interest rate to give you. Are you credible? Are you credit worthy? How are you using your credit? So if you're someone that doesn't even have established credit yet, we help people get that started. There's a lot of college students that I love to work with because I want to make sure they get started on the right foot with building their credit. So for anybody that already has established credit, you want to get a copy of your credit report every 12 months, and that's a rolling 12 months. So if you get it in March of one year, you're back again March the next year. And you want to make sure that you pull at least one of your free credit reports and you can do that by going to annualcreditreport.com and make sure that you pull at least one and you'll be able to see the accuracy of what is in that report. We want to always check your personal information first and make sure that your name is listed correctly. If you have a middle initial, put the middle initial in there. If you don't, you want to dispute that. You want to make sure your birth date's accurate your current address for the last 10 years, if there's multiple addresses on there, all of the things that we do on your personal site are going to affect how you get access to the business credit. So you want to optimize these areas and make sure that that data is correct. The next step is to make sure that your employer information is there. You want to have that accurate. If you're self-employed and you want to put that on there, then do so. Put self-employed. Put the name of your business or your LLC, if that's what you choose to have on there. And then we need to go through all of the accounts and make sure that the accounts are set up in such a way that you know that, number one, they're your accounts. They're reporting properly. 
You want to make sure that the account numbers are, are accurate. You want to make sure the date that you opened them. So there's all types of things in credit repair that we look at to be able to get you corrected, remove some things if they're not accurate. You have the right to do that under the Fair Credit Reporting Act. We want to make sure that we optimize everything that we possibly can so that when we start to build the business credit, which is the core of what we do in our business, that you're able to get the most amount of funding available. It all starts with the personal credit. So, Laurel, do you have any questions for me or would you like me to just get into the foundations of the business credit aspects? Let's go ahead and just jump into the foundation, Eileen, and then we'll go through the questions in the chat. Mm -hmm. Terrific. So what we want to do is once we have maximized that credit report, we want to make sure, like I said, the accuracy is so important. We want to now make sure that if there's anything that we can do to optimize your credit score, whether we need to add some credit cards on there or you need to take some things away, if there's old accounts, According to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, up to seven years, your accounts stay there, except for bankruptcies, that's 10 years, and uh, tax liens can stay on there like for a very long time. So we want to make sure we get rid of those things that would be holding you back. Your credit score is used for so many things, and people don't realize that even getting a job, they have to get your permission to pull your credit. But some companies, depending on where you're going to work, they're going to do that. Getting an apartment, getting a cell phone. Everything revolves around your credit score. So once we have that where we want it to be, and it's usually 730, 740, your credit score goes from 300 to 850, and that's your FICO scoring model, not to be confused with the Vantage score, which is what you're going to see on sites like Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, those types of sites, because those scores are put together by the three credit reporting agencies to compete against the FICO scoring model. However, 90% of lenders use the FICO scoring model. So once we have that optimized, now we can go in and start looking at the business. So for the business credit guidelines, you want to make sure that your business is credible and fundable. The very first thing, obviously, if you are a sole proprietor, We want to make sure that you get incorporated. You get your LLC, you get your limited partnership, your S Corp, C Corp, however you want to establish that, but you want to have it revolving around your EIN, not your social security number. So anyone that's a sole proprietor and you're looking to get funds to be able to grow your business, you're going to want to incorporate. And we obviously have ways and resources for you to do that. So once you're incorporated, You will get your articles of incorporation, your EIN number, and you can get a free EIN number from the irs.gov website. You're going to have your operating agreement. The very next step for you is that you want to go ahead and open up your business checking account using that documentation and your EIN. And the reason that you want to do that right away for underwriting guidelines, and as I speak forward, the majority of what I'm talking about will relate to the underwriting guidelines so that you can have the foundations laid to be able to get access to the funds that you want. The underwriting guidelines say that your business started the day your checking account opened. So if you started your business five years ago and never opened a checking account and have still been co-mingling those funds with your personal, you want to stop that now 
because you're hearing about it now, you want to make that move and that transition because your business needs to be totally separate. And we'll talk a little bit about not commingling your credit also. That's the purpose of getting the business credit and the business lines of credit. So you have your LLC, you have your EIN, you have your banking checking account, and you're usually going to have to do a savings also. And when you establish the LLC, if you're doing other things under that LLC as a DBA, a doing business as, those are not able to secure funding in the name of the business. You can operate that way. And then your main company, which is your LLC or however you incorporate, that's the company that we will use to seek out the business credit and the business lines of credit. And you can have multiple entities. This is the beautiful thing about that. Every entity that you have, as long as it's not just a holding entity, and I'll explain that, you can get access to business credit for each of those entities. And a holding company to me is if you're just putting funds in there and then taking the funds out and doing investments and things of that nature, and that company is not generating revenue, that is not one that we're going to look at for building the business credit because they want to see the financials going on. So I hope you're all taking good notes, but I will have a resource for you also that you can get a 10-point checklist to make sure all these things are in alignment. Again, it's all about being credible and fundable. So after you've gotten those things, now the next big thing is you want to get your DUNS number. So the difference between personal and business credit In the personal world, you have a FICO score. You have five different factors that you, once you understand how these factors all work together, you can maximize your credit score. The biggest one there being 35% of your FICO score is how you pay your bills. Do you pay on time? Are you late? Do you pay early? Do you pay the full amount? Do you pay the minimum amount? Those are things that are looked at in the FICO scoring model. You don't want to pay late because that's a negative and that's going to pull your score down. The next part of that is 30% is, in the industry, it's called credit utilization. Simply, how much of what you actually have available are you using? And are you using it wisely? For example, for a higher FICO score, You want to use the industry standard says less than 30% of what you have available. I personally like less than 20%. And it all depends on why you want to maximize your credit score in the first place. If you're looking to buy a home, I want to have as little utilization as possible because that helps you in all the other factors involved in getting approved for the mortgage. So let's try to do 20% or less. So if you have a $1,000 credit card, use 200, less than 200 pay it off, pay it in full, do that consistently, and your credit score will increase. High achievers who get the 800 and up credit scores use less than 7% of what they have available at any given point in time. So the other factors is how long you've had credit, your length of credit history is 15%. And then the last two 10% are, are you applying for credit? And what's your mix of credit? So all those factors have to be put together to determine your FICO score. And what's beautiful about business credit, there's only one factor that's going to determine your business credit score. And that is simply how you pay your bills. How easy 
is that? So when I say that, it's all about the Dunn and Bradstreet. This is why you need a Dunn's number. So Dunn and Bradstreet is these highest credit reporting agency for businesses. When one business wants to do business with another business, they will go to Dun and Bradstreet and pull their credit report because anybody can pull another business's not similar on the or not like on the personal. You have to give someone permission to pull your credit. They can't just do it when they want. Business side, anybody can pull. If they have the data, they can pull it. And the data is just as simple as your name, your location, maybe when you started business. So you want to have a DUNS number, that data universal numbering system. That's how Dunn and Bradstreet keep track of every single business in the world. They are the biggest credit reporting agency for the business. You also have Experian and Equifax business. So once you have your DUNS number and it's very easy to get, you just go onto the Dunn and Bradstreet website, apply for your DUNS number within seven to 30 days, you will get access to that. And you'll want to have that because as you start to build your business credit, you're going to need all of the things that I just mentioned. In Dun and Bradstreet, what a lot of people don't realize is they're all about reporting your trade accounts. And what is a trade account? Say you go to quill.com, which is a supplier of office supplies. You can get an invoice that you don't have to pay for 30 days. It's a net 30 terms account. And as you do that every month and you're using the credit every single month, your Dun & Bradstreet report will start to build. You have to have at least seven to 10 trade lines reporting before you can even get a credit report from Dun & Bradstreet. So in our programs, we help you to get started on that on making sure you're in compliance, you're fundable, you're credit worthy, and moving along so that you can have these things done before you even try to apply. So some people, once they open up their actual business checking account, they will ask the banker for a business credit card. And depending on how your credit worthiness is at the time, the banker may say, yes, of course, we're going to give you that. But you have to personally guarantee it. And all that means is if anything happens to the business, you are personally saying that you will take care of that account. Well, the beauty of business credit, again, is you can get those business credit lines and credit cards without personally guaranteeing those cards. And how that benefits you as an individual and a business you're not liable on your personal side. It's all about the security. If somebody comes to sue your business, they can't go after you, your family, your home, your assets on the personal side. So you want to have that protection in place. And if you do go to your bank and you don't know what questions to ask them, you're going to get the wrong accounts. So I want to make sure that everybody's very clear that you want to ask a lot of questions before you sign on the dotted line. And what the banks will tell you is the reason they want your social security numbers because you're the owner of the business and they want to make sure, again, goes back to the credit worthiness and the risk factors. They want to make sure that you're okay if you handle everything in your personal world well, then they are going to grant you that credit. 
And if you don't, then we have some things we have to work on and try to maximize that for you so that we can get you the business credit. Now, the reason that I love getting business credit on the personal side, if you have your highest limit credit card at $20,000, the amount of credit that you can get is business is 10 times. So you could start at 200000 And who, as a business owner, doesn't want to get that? When we were going through everything that we went through in the beginning of this year, there was a lot of people who didn't have those reserves. They didn't have the extra revenue set aside. But the people that I worked with last year who optimized their personal credit, got the business credit, they were fine because they had the revenue sitting there. They had their reserves in place. And we recommend anywhere from three to six months of reserves, whether it's in your personal world or in your business world. So that way, when something happens, and believe me, it will happen again in the future, something, hopefully not this, but you'll want to make sure that you are prepared for that. It's, a, it's Again, it goes back to security and protection. And we want to make sure that you are protecting yourself and your family. Steve, are there any questions out there that I should be responding to? Yes, definitely. So I think now's a good time to address some of those, Eileen. I think this is in reference to the annualcreditreport.com website. Somebody was asking if all the addresses needed to reflect the last 10 years. Yes. The reason why you you want to clean up the personal information, because your credit report is divided in four sections, and the very first part is all about your personal stuff. It's your name, your birth date, your address, and who your employer is. That should be the only thing. Your, what you make is not on there. Your salaries are not on there. So if you have, again, thinking underwriting, if you have three address listed and the other two really aren't current, the more addresses you have there, the harder it is for the underwriting team to do what they need to do to qualify you for the loans or the cards because now they have to research those other two addresses. So you really, at any given point in time, you want to have minimal two. And then that is only if you are less than 10 years in the first address. Now, if each one of those addresses is two years, two years, two years, I would still just keep the top two. And that's just a simple letter that we can do and we just get that fixed and removed. I I hope I answered that question. Definitely. Um, I do have another question for you, Eileen. The question is, if I'm incorporated, but have a DBA, does the bank account reflect both or one and or the other? So the bank account will be set up in the name of the corporation. And then if you're doing a DBA and you have funds going through that DBA, they really should be going through the main corporation. Otherwise, I would incorporate the DBA as a different type of business. Because when you go for the underwriting process or the approval process for the credit cards or the lines and any kind of loan, they want to see the financials that are moving back and forth through the checking account. So it's okay to have a DBA. I have a DBA. It's, it's my personal coaching site that I do, but it's all, all the funds go through my LLC. Okay, awesome. And then I do have a couple more. This one's a little bit longer. Um, it says, what happens if we were running a commingled account for several years? So here's an example. I incorporated an LLC in 2015. I commingled until February of this year, 2020. 
And as soon as Zach found out, I had to separate them. What do I do regarding those past few years? So again, underwriting process, they're going to look at the date that the checking account was opened. So even though your business, and yeah, they look at it, they look at the start date of your business, but they're not going to be able to verify the financials for that business because it was commingled with the personal. However, the flip side of that is if you had, and I hope that you did, that everyone does this, if you have a personal credit card dedicated just to using your business because you're bootstrapping in the beginning, and most of us, that's how we started our businesses until we transfer that over into a business credit card, you're going to have the statements and they will look at that because because of the time frame of when you started your business and when you actually got the checking account going, there weren't a lot of transactions happening there. But if you have those credit card statements, that will help with the process. Okay, awesome. And then I do have another one. And it says, what can I do if I find errors on my credit report? Get in touch with me. <laughs> so the first thing about that is, number one, get a copy of the credit report. Again, annualcreditreport.com. You can pull up one and see how it is. Do not rely on the online services because they do not put full credit reports there. It's just a snapshot. And then you want to go through, and this is, this is what I teach, you want to go through the four different sections. The first, like I said, being the personal information, make sure that's correct. You have to do a specific letter to send it into the credit reports. You have to mail them in a specific way so that you know you're getting your responses back. And then you go to the next section, which is all of your accounts. And there are so many different things that you want to look for in the accounts, the date that it was opened. Is that correct? If it was a closed account and it's still showing any digits, any numbers in there, you want to question the date of your last activity. Every single line on that credit report means something. And if it's not listed correctly, it needs to be questioned. And we have the right to do that from the Fair Credit Reporting Act back in 71 that got started for us that you can dispute, which is interesting because you couldn't even look at your own credit report until 2004, 2005. But you can dispute anything that's inaccurate, misleading, erroneous, and you just don't recognize it. You have every right to do that. But there's a process and a, a correct way to do that. And it's not as difficult as one would think. If you have a bankruptcy, you want to verify how the bankruptcy was reported because a lot of times bankruptcies are reported wrong. Collection accounts, this is a big one. If you had utility collections and you paid the collection off, say it was for $30, $100, I see this all the time, on your credit report, it's going to say paid collection. It's still a negative and that has to go away. So I advise my clients never to pay a collection until they've had the conversation with me. There's a proper way to do that so that it can be removed and deleted from your credit report because you're satisfying the debt. But if you've already paid it and now it's on there, there's also a way to get that removed so we can maximize that credit score for you. I hope that helped. That was a lot. (laughs) Awesome. I I think we got some thumbs up in the chat for that. Actually, um, I was thinking this myself, but then I see somebody also jumped into the chat. I think this would be a good a good follow-up question. So once you find the errors, talk to you, find out the correct way to dispute these errors, what's the timeline for it getting fixed on your credit report from the time that you start the process? Great question. 
So a lot of people, you know how we like instant gratification, right? We want it done yesterday. So it took us time to get to where we are with that credit profiles. It will take some time to reverse that. And prior to COVID, the credit reporting agencies by law have to respond within 30 days of any questionable letters that come through, and they call them dispute letters, but any letters that came through from the moment they received it, they have 30 days to respond back to the consumer with their results, whether they verified it to be true, whether they're still, they, they send a lot of frivolous letters because people didn't send in what they needed for proof of identity because there's things you have to send in. So that they try to prolong the process because the credit reporting companies do not make any money to correct your credit report. So they really don't care. And they have to pay employees to do this. So now since COVID has happened, that has been modified. It's a 45-day window that they have before they respond back to the consumer. So to answer that question, it could take one to two, up to three months to get something resolved, depending on how the letter is written, how it's submitted, the documentation that you send with it if you have it, the proof of identity that you always have to send in on that first round of letters. And then for them to send it back with someone like me and my company, you want to be in communication with us and send us those letters because I don't have access to them until you send them back to me. And then we look and see what exactly did they do. And if we have to dispute it a second time because we don't agree with what they're saying, then that's the next round. It's a process. Definitely. Awesome. Thanks for answering that, Eileen. I think sure. that I think that was pretty pretty easy for everybody to understand. Let's go ahead and wrap up with this question and then we'll talk about how anybody can contact you, book a session with you. The question is, I'm in a multi-level marketing business. At what stage or level of income should I get an LLC or an EIN? The day you paid to join. <laughs> so I get this question a lot because a lot of People do it as a sole proprietor because now they're a representative or a distributor of that particular product. So they get the replicated website, the revenues go through there, and then you get your commissions. What you want to do is you want to start an entity as soon as you can. If you haven't yet, that's perfectly fine. Now that you're hearing the information, you'll want to do that now. Set your entity structure up and all of the monies that come through you want to put them through and you still want to have that checking account set up. So depending on how people pay, if they go online to the actual service and you have a replicate website from that company and then you get your commissions, all those commissions should go into your banking account because that's revenue coming in. Anything you spend on your business, marketing materials, office supplies, anything that you spend on your business should be going through that same checking account because you want to see the movement, the cash flowing in and out because that's going to help you with the underwriting process. So I would just say do it as soon as you can. Get a nice little name for your business and do it that way. And then the other part of the last part of that is if the company that you're working with will allow you to forward that website domain that you get as a replicated one to your domain, ask them that question because that would be good too. Awesome. Thanks, Eileen. So sure. let's go ahead and, and let everybody know what's the best way to contact you so they can book a session to learn a little bit more and uh, see how they can uh, further work with you. 
So I think the best thing to do is you can either text me. Yes, I will give you my cell phone at 610-609-1526. I know this is out in the world. It's okay. I get a lot of calls. And and then I would just forward to you how you can um, schedule time with me. Or you can reach me at Eileen at the credit gal. That's G-A-L dot com. Just send me an email and then we'll connect you. My assistant will send the scheduling link out to you and we can get you that way. It's a free 30-minute consult. So I would love to be able to work a little bit deeper on some of the questions with anyone that's interested. So let's go ahead and uh, and, uh, wrap up the call there. Um, I do have a couple announcements for events, but I want to give you a little bit more time, Eileen. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Anything else you want to close on? Any final thoughts? My, My final thoughts are... Entrepreneurs really don't realize how important it is to establish business in the name of their business and how much it can benefit them. And it's really something you want to start now rather than later, because it's going to give you so many more options to grow your business. If you're very serious about growing the business that you're doing, whatever that might be, you need money to do that. And that's why you want to do the business credit as fast as possible. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aileen, for being on our call today. I look forward to having you on some future broadcasts and answering some more questions. You're welcome, Steve. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.